I'm Marlo Higgins, and I've spent nearly four decades as an entrepreneur building boundaries around time and energy. I am captivated by stories of creating that mythical balance between priorities and success without the guilt and fear of missing out. I'm a to-the-point business coach that helps start a company, rebrand another, and launch my own. Now I'm running a thriving online brand with the white space in my calendar to spend time with my family, nurture my soul, and create an impact in our world. Are you dreaming of striking a balance between a thriving business and a joyful life? It is possible, and it starts with you. Get out your field notes, and let's tap into Peaceful Achievers, inspiring you to create a vision, level up your skills, and show you how to set boundaries that support the life you desire. This is 22 Minutes to Having It All. All right, welcome back to 22 Minutes to Having It All. Okay, this episode with Jesse Tedesco is just mind-blowing. We talk a lot about the divine truth. And when we are talking about positioning, about having it all, Jesse shares during this episode, he has the value of time. Now, Jesse has personal experiences with death, his father, his daughter. Anyway, he's going to go into really deep space into this episode. And he took a very spiritual walk. He leads others today through the conscious awakening. You know, it's interesting because Jesse, he shares that he is a poor boy from Boston. And today, I mean, he is a thriving businessman. He is part of 46 and two wealth partners. I mean, you can just already hear the diversity. And when we think about having it all, again, handpicking some of the best in the industry for you to learn from. And he talks about just totally being honest, totally having a divine truth, knowing that what he has experienced in his story, his life was for a reason. And the reason was to heal not only himself, but to others. And he talks about like removing judgment. Now, All of this is part of having it all, right? I mean, being able to be so pure and raw and vulnerable, I think is why you're really going to enjoy this episode with Jesse. So Jesse Tedisco, that is our lineup. Enjoy the episode and buckle in. Today, our performance conversation is with our really good friend, Jesse Tedisco. He creates wealth for entrepreneurs and executives, and that is the reason why you want to tune into this one. He's with 46 and 2 Wealth Partners. He's a registered investment advisory firm. They're based out of Atlanta, but that's not all that Jesse has to offer. So Jesse, I want to welcome you to this week's podcast. First of all, thank you. Number one, thank you for being you. And also you crushed the name. So thank you for getting the name right. (laughs) We do that just because we want to bring it to light. We want people to really, really pay attention to this. So we have you on here for a reason, Jesse. You've got a phenomenal story. I'm going to let you share with us what part of that story. I mean, because I mean, there's a lot, but please tell our listeners, you know, who really Jesse is and where you're showing up today. Yeah. So just to give you some context, I'm a, a poor kid from Boston who's been able to cre- be, be able to create wealth for himself and people around him, but it wasn't always easy. And so I grew up in the mean streets of Boston, fighting, being bullied, had a heroin addict for a dad for many years, uh, had my own two-year bout with selling and doing drugs, was saved from that life through my mother's behest and joined the military and that changed my life. And through the years, I've had some other amazing experiences, both positive and, and, and not so positive. And I've, I've held death in my hands a couple of times. My daughter, my mom, and cleaned up my dad's blood off the floor, all three separate situations and just to save some time. But all those things taught me one thing. 
the value of time and how important time is. And there's a stoic philosophy that talks about memento mori, which means know that you're mortal, know that you must die. Let that be the motivation that drives you every day to live a life well lived. Like if you were to die today, would you be happy with what you've done? And the last relationship and the conversation that you had and and how you showed up in your business and how you took care of a client, how you handled this solution. And if you can really do that, you find a way to like be in your stance or like, as they say, you know, be where your feet are all the time. You can be present and you can really be mindful. And so through the years and through all those trials and tribulations, you know, the, the, the narrative was I've always been an entrepreneur and it came out of a place of scarcity. So as a kid, I was buying, selling, trading comic books, baseball cards, shoveling snow for money in Boston, returning the smart carts at the airport to the stalls, getting quarterback. And the best part about that was getting chased by security through the airport. But there was just this entrepreneurial hustle because it came from lack of, uh, of abundance that I eventually turned around in the future to a beautiful entrepreneurial hustle with 46 and two wealth partners where we're a fiduciary and we work with entrepreneurs and executives on how to create happy wealth. And, and really we're a consciousness awakening the business disguised in a, as an investment management firm. The second thing is the Jesse T show podcast, which is where we highlight people like you, entrepreneurs, thought leaders, creators, athletes, and authors share your journey with the world so people can learn how to grow and level up in those areas. And then the last thing uh, that ties it all together on the spiritual walk is, is, is a, a group that we put together called the Vortexes of Light. And this is a, a very spiritual community, very conscious, awakened community. We use different modalities to grow and to heal from breath work to plant medicines to movement like ecstatic dance and qigong and all these different beautiful soul gazing exercises. And we meet around the country and we're going to be meeting around the world with people that are like-minded that want to level up in their life too. I mean, Jesse, that is just so much to unpack. And people are just like listening to this going, oh, my God, like, I want to know more. So, you know, let's let's talk about a little bit of the adversity, right? You come into it. What's what's allowed you to triumph your adversity? Honesty, divine truth, being completely open and honest about all the wins and the losses. And they're not losses to me. They're learning lessons. But all the the things that used to be skeletons in my closet, we talked about it on your podcast where I was uh, inspired by David Goggins, a virtual mentor, and I was inspired by a personal mentor, Patrick Tucker, that my story and my, my life has been for a reason. And when I found out what that reason was, it was to heal myself, but then to also heal other people. And it freed me completely from judgment from myself, from judgment of others. It brought beautiful people into my life that had been through similar things or knew someone who had been. So just stepping into divine truth and really just saying, this is who I am. It's completely changed my life to the nth degree for the better. Hey, so what was the shift though? There's got to be a catalyst moment for you to know that there was a divine truth there. I mean, you were holding all of this baggage, right? And you had all of this adversity happening in your life. But what was it that, you know, both David Goggins and Patrick Turner brought out for you? What was it? Belief in myself and knowing that there wasn't weakness in that story. There was absolute power and not power to be like egoic or hungry, but like an eternal truth in the overcoming, the dark night of the soul. Everybody has their own dark night of the soul from like death, divorce, disability, like whatever it is. And for me, I wasn't in alignment with myself and who I really am until I started telling that story. So for me, it was this this drum that had been beating in my soul slowly over the years. And it said, you're not in alignment, you're not in alignment, you're not in alignment. And it got deafening. And I found the way to be in alignment was to, to tell that story. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Now you also mentioned you've had a setback in life personally. Do you want to share the story with us about, you know, Which your one? child? <laughs> well, Which one? Yeah. There's, there's multiple ones, but I mean, but a very poignant story about losing a child. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you a beautiful story about that. So her name is Alana Marie. Yesterday, my ex-wife and I, who are working on potentially reconciling, 
my two sons were at a cemetery to, to honor her grandmother that passed away back in December. And that her grandmother was very close to me. And in, in this ceremony that we were doing with her family, we did a balloon release. And we've been doing this balloon release ever since we lost our daughter, Alana. And Alana was seven days old when she passed away. She was injured at delivery. She came out floppy. She wasn't dead, but she definitely needed life support to even to, to breathe. And they basically put us in a whole new world of, okay, you're probably going to lose your daughter. When, when most people that have kids for the first time, they don't know about the, the difficulties of pregnancy. And so we were just thrust very quickly into this world of despair and, and discouragement and, and hopelessness. And after seven days of her not showing any marked improvement, they basically said she could be like this for the rest of her life on the machines and never wake up, or you can let her go. And I left, I held her in my arms until she took her last breath, which took about 10 or 15 minutes. And she was gasping and fighting the whole time. And so her seven day life was so powerful and beautiful. Not only did it change our lives, but it changed other people's lives. And we went on to create a nonprofit that helped people that have lost children of any age from, you know, baby to adult. And then, you know, our healing process started to begin. So part of my journey is healing myself to heal others. And that was part of that journey. And so since then, you know, we lost a, uh, a miss, we had a miscarriage after Alana. And then we had two beautiful, amazing humans. One's named Grace and he's six and a half. And the other one's William, he's four and a half. And they are everything. And the one thing I'll say to button this all up for those that are listening, that if you've lost someone, a parent, a relative, a friend, a child, God forbid, I will tell you firsthand through my own experience that they don't leave us. And so the way I know this is I was in Peru back in the end of March this year. And I was on a spiritual journey with a bunch of veterans. And we went to Peru. We were there for 10 days. And we worked with sacred plant medicines, things like ayahuasca, San Pedro, Combo. And when I was working with San Pedro, my intention for months ahead of time was to be with Alana, to sit and spend time with her. And so you drink this little brew. It's pretty gross. And you sit there and you start to get all this information, all these feelings. And I sat with my daughter for two hours in the mountains, the, the, the spiritual, like, Cusco at the foothills of one of the most like energetic places in the world. And my daughter was with me for two hours. And then I was not physical, like not like I couldn't see her, but I could feel her and I knew it was her spirit. And then my mom and my dad were there and some other things happened. So I learned in that day for those that need hope and need, need uh, some song, lose a loved one. And regardless of what you believe in heaven, you know, multiple lives, whatever it is, your, your loved ones never leave you. They actually become a part of you. So that was, profound. I got to hang out with my daughter. It was like the coolest thing in the world. Wow. I mean, and I think that's, it's hard for people to absorb what you're saying. I mean, I don't think anybody, I mean, to you, it is your story, Jesse, but like for somebody hearing this, you know, there's just so much and you know, what a blessing that you know that you had to heal yourself before you could heal others. And I can't even imagine, I mean, what is your relationship with your two sons because of the loss that you've already experienced before they even became, right? So what does that even look like, Jesse? Let me, let me, let me preface it with uh, the teaching that we give them. Like they know their sister, Alana, and our other miscarriage. We affectionately named Nugget because we don't have a name for our second, mis- like our miscarriage, but they're involved. We do balloon releases for Alana every year. We celebrate her birthday. They are very much involved in the the idea of Alana lives in heaven with God. And so for the boys, the the relationship in that in that context has been teaching them and loving on them better than we've ever could have received from our parents and, and breaking generational trauma. The, the generational trauma that I had in my family was like abuse, not me specifically abuse in terms of physical, but mental and emotional, and then drug abuse. And so for me, my job as a dad to be like in my divine masculine with my kids 
is to show up for them in strength, but I'll show up in for them in front of in, in vulnerability and vulnerability in the sense of how to use emotions and let them flow through you and how to, how to manage emotions and how to be a good human being and not stuff your emotions down. Like most men have been taught, suck it up, you know, don't be a little wuss, yeah. like yeah. all that. And that does not yeah. work. It no. does not work. And we've created a generation of people that are kind of misguided and lost until they do the work because of this. And so knowing this, knowing that I didn't have a perfect life, knowing that I'm still, you know, doing work to grow and to heal, there'll always be work. I've been able to show up for my sons pretty profoundly. And all I know is when I ask them, what do you know about daddy? They say three things. He loves you. He's your best friend. And you can tell him anything. And that's the only thing that I really care about is making sure that they know that they're held and they're, they're safe. But, you know, anybody who has children, I mean, wow, to have those three things and the fact that, you know, you're so clear on, on why you want them is, is everything. And here's the thing, too. I think when people are not forward, they become sick right? Have you witnessed that? Like there's, because all that tension is hold back. So, okay. Talk to us about that. Yeah. So the body keeps the score. So I'm big into biohacking. Biohacking is augmenting mainly your body, but your, your spirit and your emotional awareness to, to your benefit, so that you could show up better for yourself and for the rest of the world. So things like biohacking would include natural modalities, things like, you know, cold showers, the proper nutrition, you know, grounding on the earth outside, getting some sun, getting in some movement. And where I was going with that is we are natural healers. We can heal ourselves a lot of times with these protocols. And so if you do not do these types of things, the body keeps the score and the body stores energy. And so the body absolutely does keep the score and it, you, you have to be super intentional. And going back to the Stoics, like the Greeks and, and the Roman philosophers that I was talking about earlier with Memento Mori, I don't remember if it was Plato or Socrates, but they basically said every citizen should know the power and the beauty of the strength of their own body. Like it's, it's their duty to train their body, to train their mind so that like they could be powerful and show up. And like, what better way to stave off fragility if you can use your body and be happy doing it? So I think that the whole kind of like convoluted context is energy is a real thing. It does flow through you. And if you don't work it out of you, it will cause disease. No question. Oh, yeah. I mean, and that, yeah, that that's absolutely huge. Okay, so let's shift gears just a little bit. I mean, how did you get into finance? Like of all things, Jesse, and all that we've listened to about you. And I mean, there's just such a beautiful evolution. But like, let's land in the finance place. You know, what is it about finance that really interests you the most? And, and why do you love helping people in that space so much? I love it. Yeah. So as a kid, I didn't have money. So I learned how to go make money and I learned how to call money into my life. And through the years, I sought out the wisdom of wealth. And so I am a seeker. I'm a student. And then that's allowed me to become a consultant and an advisor. And growing up in a scarcity mindset, but then turning that into an abundance mindset has really helped me, you know, with, with money. And I actually, I've always been an entrepreneur, as we discussed before. And so like, I was always entrepreneurial inclined and I needed to find the tool that was going to be my entrepreneurial journey. And that ended up being finance initially. And so back in 2010, after I I had a couple of uh, companies that I started, it did pretty well, like a sales company we talked about before, I got into banking because it it just attracted me. Money attracted me and I I was just kind of innately put on the path. And so banking turned into a four-year amazing career where I became a branch manager, business banker, VP, like really just kind of chugging along. But I was still... Uh, dissatisfied because it wasn't my company. And I was playing, you know, the political corporate game. 
And I was good at it, but I felt out of alignment. I needed to get out of there. I wasn't healthy. I was drinking a little bit more and I was a little bit chubbier and like it just wasn't in alignment. And so I knew I needed to get back to my entrepreneurial roots. And I ended up getting sought out by State Farm Recruiting. And they brought me in as a State Farm agent because at that time, State Farm had had a bank, like a virtual bank. They had a financial planning arm of their business, plus they did insurance. And I, I wanted to do two of the three. I didn't really care about insurance, but I, I was a good banker and I wanted to learn about financial planning. And so that was the next progression. And after uh, running my own State Farm agency for a while, was still out of alignment and was getting more and more clear about what I didn't want. And so from there, I shut down my State Farm agency, opened up Tedisco Financial back in maybe like 16 or 17 and ran that for a couple of years successfully. But that was a very limited financial planning practice. I didn't have all the tools I have today. And it was always a stepping stone. And so from 2010 until now, it's been a progression of learning through experience to where I ended up becoming two years ago a fiduciary. And for those that are listening, a fiduciary is someone that is in perfect alignment with their clients. We don't have to sell a product. We don't take commissions. There's never a conflict of interest. And what we do is we advise people on where life intersects with money or business intersects with money. And we give them ideas on how to make more money, create opportunities, scale their business, create wealth. And I also do investment management. So I manage portfolios. And so it's just been this beautiful lifelong progression of learning from being a banker to being a full-blown entrepreneurial investment advisor. Well, and I think that's why people relate to you so much. I mean, there's such a rich power to this conversation, Jesse, because, you know, I love that you've been able to connect. I always like to say, you know, what we do is an extension of who we are, right? And you, from a very early stage, you knew that you were going to be an entrepreneur. I mean, you knew that money was uh, was a, a key component to your overall being. And the way that you've been able to connect all of these dots is just brilliant. So we are coming into the close, but I know people want to know who you are and want to get to know you. Where can we connect and find you? I don't know if you have a show notes or a place to put it, but I can give you my link tree that has access to all of my places, but whether it's social media, podcast, my businesses, but if they don't have the link tree, they can find me at 46, the number is 46, the word and the number two, Wealth Partners with an S. So 46 and two wealthpartners.com for the fiduciary business. You can find me at the Jesse T Show on any podcast platform. And then you can find me on social media at LinkedIn is Jesse Two Disco. So any platform that you connect with me on, I will connect with you back. And then any business or podcast you check out, I would be greatly appreciated. Jesse, thank you so much. This was absolutely amazing. And wow, what a delight. What a powerhouse. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. You're the best. You can also visit our website at marlohiggins.com where you can connect to Jesse, add him to your circle of influence and connect to his different resources. So again, thank you for joining us today. And we invite you to share this podcast with others and thank you in advance for your partnership. This is Marlo Higgins, your host and chief inspirational officer. Have an awesome rest of your day. Did you enjoy this conversation as much as I did? If you're looking for more conversations like these, be sure to subscribe and please leave a review of the podcast. Subscribing and leaving a review helps it show up on your phone every time a new episode is released and leaving a review helps other people like you find us so they can get the help they need so they can live their best life. Also, subscribe to our weekly email on our website at marlohiggins.com. This is the place that we share insider tips with our audience and drop polarizing insights with you. Remember, the road to success is better with friends. So be sure to share this episode to help all of you reach your goals together. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, success is universally desired, personally defined, and always within reach.